Good afternoon and welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Eric. And we had our new intro music. Isn't that great? I didn't hear it. Short and sweet. I did not hear it. You weren't even paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. It's awesome. Is it in my headphones? No. Oh, that's why I didn't hear it. I have headphones on. I could hear it. And I have headphones on. I'm sure. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. It's short and sweet. All right. They call it in the industry a stinger. Ooh, the stinger. Well, I didn't get stung, so. That's good. Actually, I was probably concentrating on my lime water. That's gross, dude. Right. It, it's actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. Like every restaurant pretty much you go to now, they have the, the lemon in the water. Okay. I, I, did, I didn't choose the lemon, the lemon this morning. I, I'm I had, not a fan. I had a lemon in my hand and I had a lime in my hand. I was like, eh, I went lime today. You want people to think you're drinking alcohol or something like a mojito? You know, why would you even do that to me? I'm just saying. Why would you do that? I'm just saying. That's what it looks like. Well, it's not. Although, it's pure. Although. <laughs> it's purified drinking water from great value. That's good. Actually. Yeah, uh, actually it is. I was going to say it's not spring water. It's not spring water. <laughs> it's reverse osmosis water. Mm-mm, it's not bad. No, actually, when when you look at that, because you're using the mason jar, it it looks more like moonshine. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> back to the Dukes of Hazard days. You're not from the South, though, so moonshine wasn't a thing uh, in Michigan, I don't think. Yeah, actually it was. Really? Yeah, it really was. Yep. That's not what we're going to talk about today, but no. that's okay. that's interesting. I didn't know it's that good. moonshine... It, it was. Do you know, do you, just completely off topic, but I figure it's kind of funny. We're not even on topic yet. I know. But uh, do you know how NASCAR started? Moonshine? It was moonshine. <laughs> it was the moonshine runners. <laughs> that's where it came, That's where it all sprouted from in, in like that's, that's North Carolina or something. That's hilarious. They would soup up their cars so that they could run the moonshine back in the Prohibition days. That's uh, funny. And well, that I, led to NASCAR. Well, I'm not drinking coffee yet, so I still got like two weeks, right? So it's not part of the fasting. That's why the we actually water. it's actually less than two weeks. Okay, we're okay. like a week and Woo-hoo. a half. We're we're halfway there. Nice, halfway, so, halfway. <sighs> a week from Sunday, man. We awesome. break the fast. Awesome. Stay with it. If you're fasting with us, stick with it, man. You're invested, so don't don't give up now. Yeah. So we are uh, today. If you if you saw the title of today's episode. We're going to talk about weird stories from the Bible that culture doesn't believe happened. And, and and I would even go so far as to say it's culture and some Christians. I think there are a lot of Christians that even would say, I don't believe these there, stories. Pastors don't even believe some of the stories. That's true. That's so, true. And especially a lot of the, I mean, I have a list, but we may not spend time deep in all of them, but uh, I have a list and oh man, I guarantee on some of that. 2025, we did your whole list. Whatever. I guarantee there are ones on this list that pastors, there are pastors who'll be like, yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. That's just yeah. that's just a moral story. Um, so, but when we come back, we're going to actually start with a not religious, not Christian cultural uh, thing that people don't typically, many people don't believe in. And then others will argue that it does exist. So, so we'll start in the cultural sector first cool. before we it. move to the church. So, hey, so do I get to hear the music? You will get to hear the music. Here we go. I'm listening. It's short. Okay. Short stinger. All right, let's do it. Since you're like a hip hop guy, that's wow, like that's, that's like your your kind that's of music. It. That's it. Do some hip hop. That's it. I woke up to that this morning. <laughs> I didn't, but I will now. You know what's funny is when we came in here uh, today. Uh, he pulls up his iPad and it's got this alarm that had gone now off. Don't tell everybody. I got to tell you this. No. This is great. This no. is great. There's some things in a pastor's life that needs to stay in a pastor's life. No, I think one of them. Our, our church people uh. love to hear this. This will make. Okay. 
right. wish everybody could hear this because there are <laughs> men, like particularly some men in our congregation. If they knew this, it would make them smile <laughs> hearing this story. Uh, so if you have a if you have a husband, like if you're a fem- a wife watching this, share this with your husband if you're from Hermnaz because I guarantee they will find this funny. So anyway, there's an alarm going off on your iPad that says "gotta go." Well, and my first thought was. <laughs> Do you have an alarm for when you go pee? That's what you asked me, yes. <laughs> and that's not what the alarm for. And I said no. For. Yeah, I said no. So what's the alarm for? Uh, well, you're telling the story. I'm the, I'm keeping it a secret. Do you really want to keep this a secret? No, it's all right. You sure? It's kind of embarrassing, but... It's not embarrassing. It's a good thing. So his alarm, gotta go alarm, is for <laughs> Sunday morning. It's just as it funny. It does sound like, like you, need, you need to change that. <laughs> Sunday, I'm going to be thinking about it now. It needs to change to wrap up. That's what it should wrap, say. Wrap, wrap, up. R- wrap it up. Okay. Anyway, it says got to go. And it's for Sunday mornings when his message is, when he gets to the 11, it's set for 1135 in the morning. So that, you know, he knows it's time to wrap up his message it's and time to go. shut up and go to lunch. <laughs> yeah. I love that you do that. That's great. But it obviously means nothing sometimes. <laughs> Most yeah, of the time. When it's 11.50 and we're still well, in a sermon. Well, it's set at 11.35 because then I know I have... I have <laughs> 10 I have, more minutes. I have, I have 8 to 10 minutes to be done because 11.45 is when my goal is to be done. So. Until you forget that the alarm had gone oh, no. off 8 no, to 10 it, minutes ago. Because it does have it does have the snooze. So do you just, just snooze I, it? I, I do. Oh, there I you go. go. I snooze it. So after a couple minutes, it'll go off again and, off and again and again and again. That's good. I've never yeah. seen that during service. I wish I would have. Well, of course not, because that's on my Cause screen. Because honestly, honestly, that would make me laugh. If I saw that going off on screen <laughs> or on stage, I would just yeah. start laughing because it would be great. Well, now I'm going to be thinking I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our topic for today. <laughs> you started it, man. It is my fault. Um, well, actually, it's your fault because you left that on there. Um, it shows how much you use your iPad I between <laughs> well Sunday and Wednesday. This is a computer week, <laughs> I guess. Um Okay, so weird stories from the Bible that culture and even some Christians don't believe is where we're going to go today. But let's start with culture, some uh, cultural quote-unquote story that uh, that maybe not nobody believes, but there are a lot of people who do not believe. And that the first one would be aliens. We've actually we did that was our talked first about. One. I don't know if it was the first episode. But it was in really? the, it was in the top first five. I mean, okay, it might have been two or three, but. It was early, yeah. Um, so we did that. Go back and watch that podcast episode. It was it was actually one of our f- most fun ones to do. I it's really the one that gets the most that. hits, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that episode. But but I mean, aliens. There's a there's a there's some people, especially now. The more time goes on, people are accept more and more believing in aliens. But it used to be that like nobody believed in aliens. They thought there was no way it was possible, um, except for sci-fi people. But uh, that would be one. And then another one that, uh, you know, some people, this is kind of a where culture and, and faith kind of collide a little bit, is ghosts. The oh, idea yeah. of ghosts. Yeah. And again, we've done a show about yeah. ghosts. Yeah. So go back and listen to that one. It's actually one of my, f- one thing that I like to watch on vacation is those TV shows on. Oh, like Ghost on, Hunters? On Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Oh, man. They're so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Actually, I think we talked about this, but just a word of warning. The only shows that are really worth watching these days when it comes to that, that aren't doing something wrong from a spiritual perspective, just Christians protect your heart, is uh, is Ghost Hunters, in my opinion. Um, really? Ghost, Although Ghost Hunters lies to you. That was proven in the last couple seasons that they lie. <laughs> um, like, they, they literally manufacture stuff. But their goal is not to, like, have seances or mediums come in or psychics or something like some of the other shows do. Right. 
they're just going in there with scientific equipment trying to either prove or disprove the existence of ghosts in a particular location. Now so. you just have to prove they have a fan on in the background or not. <laughs> <laughs> or a door closes Ooh, and opens. Ooh, you feel that breeze? <laughs> you're, you're in like an old building and they're like, oh, it's so cold. Yeah, yeah it, it's an old building. That's what they do right. in the middle of the night. Okay, so anyway. Yeah. So those are two c- cultural pieces that divide people on whether they actually believe they exist or not. Um, but, but we were talking about but, it. Okay, but but that goes back to the church too, because if you're in our if you're in Hermnaz at night, like <laughs> when it's dark out and you're like alone in the in the worship center, you know what's worse? The worst. People think those are ghosts. The two the double doors on the stage. Oh, the set of double doors on yeah. the stage. You open that door, and it it automatically closes on its own unless you put the little foot thing down, right? Right. And it when it gets to like about that far before it closes, it like this creaking sound that is just eerie if you're not paying attention it it'll it'll uh, it'll creep you out cuz it's like well, I just heard, had somebody on Sunday in a conversation about how creepy it is at night they're in the church at night and yep. it was like it, it's true so, so i mean the ghost conversation is like legit in church world too so well and and this leads to we won't get into this today but this does lead to a broader conversation and we talked about it a little bit in our show prep that uh our culture is what we would call postmodern. They, for the most part, people in our culture don't believe in truth in any real significant sense. It's like your truth is your truth, my truth right. is my truth. truth. Everything's real. Everything's yep. reality for everybody, depending on how your perspective is. So, um, we do not buy into that philosophy. Um, but uh, anyway, let's let's go into some uh, into some biblical. Uh, so I wouldn't you, even call so them. You just s- said postmodern doesn't believe in absolute truth. Correct. Okay, I want to make sure that was clear. Yeah, that's okay. that's absolutely the truth. If you are a post, <laughs> if you're really? a postmodern thinker, you don't believe in absolute truth. Yep. And most Ab- likely, absolute in anything, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no right and wrong. There. In, right. I mean, and then, <laughs> you know, what's the best. This is going to get us off the top of I got to say this. You know, what's funny is I had a pro- philosophy professor in college, very postmodern thinker, and. Uh, and he says, you know, each he was saying about how right and wrong, there is no such thing. It's all dependent on your culture and da 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 da. And I said, okay, if that's true, then it because this guy is a Jewish guy. I said, so is Hitler wrong for gen- committing a genocide against the Jews? And he goes, well, of course. Well, like, well there's absolute truth then. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you can't you can't do that. And of like, course, you didn't win the battle. Of course, I didn't. No. But but it, but I was willing to fight. Yeah, <laughs> and some people looked at him like, really? <laughs> so, so, anyway. so today, though, is about is absolute crazy. truth. Yes, this is absolute truth. It, and again, it may be culturally not accepted. It may even be not accepted by some Christians, these stories. But they happened. They it, really took place in real life. And if you're watching this and you're one of these that watch, but you do it while, or you listen while you're doing dishes, um, I hope you get some laugh out of this. Yes, and and if you're watching, um, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or whatever or on an app, go ahead and make comments because we really would love to to hear your thoughts on these stories and and whether you think they're true or not, or if you think we're completely off base on this, that's fine. Um, but this really gets into literal interpretation of the Bible versus it's just a bunch of figurative language. And, and if you if you're wondering why are they even talking about this and some of these stories that we're going to bring up. Um, because there's this movement in progressive Christianity that doesn't 
even recognize some of these stories anymore um, or the meaning of these stories or the theology that comes with these stories. Um, or even the truth that they happened. I mean, they, yeah. they completely exclude the fact that they took place. Yeah. So we are quickly losing, even in the Nazarene denomination, we're losing the, um, the, the history of, of, of the word. And, uh, yep. and, and so, so we're getting ready even as a church to talk about what we believe. Um, and why we believe it. That's our next sermon series, right? Yep. Okay, so... Core values. Yeah, the core values. So this is not a core value day, but I just want to make sure that we know that we're talking about this because this is an intentional podcast. It sounds like it, maybe it's not, but it really is intentional for this topic because we do need to recognize these are not just like stories. These are like true. True, and, yep. And, and we use true. the word character a lot in, in the Bible. You know, hey, this character and that character in a story. These are not characters, they're people. The, these are real people. They're not action figures. You know, they're not superhero figures. These are these are real legit people. Um, so anyway, there you go. And, hit, and hit I your th- list. And I and I will say this just as a brief moment, brief point. There are moments in scripture that are meant to be fictional stories. Like Jesus spoke in parables often. Those were not right. real people he was speaking of. It was a, telling a story to prove a point. That did take place in the in the old and new testament. However, what we're about to talk about now, these different stories, are not meant to be fiction, works of fiction. They are works of history. Right. It's narrative, but it's still history. So, hey, that's a nice jacket you got on, by the way. <laughs> you you said last week I needed to wear it, so I'm wearing Check this it. Out. If you <laughs> Puma. I just I just I just caught my eye. I'm like, that is a cat's hiney right there facing me, and no, it's Puma. Yeah. Poopa. Poopa. This is your mother's Christmas gift to you, by the way. Right? Okay. <laughs> Sorry to sidetrack you on this, but it just—it's. It, this is really. It, does your mom watch this? Uh, probably not. Okay. All right. Well, if you happen to watch this, good job. He—he he looks totally ridiculous. It's great. Uh, last night. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna share. Okay. It. We'll share some other right. time. Okay. So the first one we actually have talked about on the show, and uh, you know, you watch the movie Shrek, and you think that's a, you know, that's a. <laughs> fictional story which it is uh, about ogres and and I'm talking so donkeys that. but there is an actual talking donkey for real in the bible yep a re- like a real donkey that you would see out in a field somewhere talking for real to their human owner yep that is i don't think our culture would accept Balaam's donkey as a real story or they would say yeah, it's just it's just meant to prove a point. N- no. Well, I mean, yeah, because we have all these movies where every animal talks, right? So it's really not that big a deal. It's like we've we've kind of be what desensitized mm-hmm. to the whole idea. Um, I do not watch movies. I, well, I do because my family does, but my family knows I, if there's like talking animals in a movie, I'm out. Doctor Doolittle, I'm you're done. out. Done. Shrek, you know, you're out. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, real animals. If the real animals are talking. I mean the the cartoony stuff. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Are you out on not Kermit? Kermit's legit. Are you out on the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Um. Well, one that's not r- real animal. Uh, the lion is God in the in the. But mo- it's not a real animal. It's a lion. But it's not real. It is in the movie. Well, <laughs> so Shrek. I know, but no, th- so, if it, if so your your whole logic is now crumbling in front of you. No, it's not. If it's a real animal and it talks, 
done. I'm out. Now, Balaam, I get. All right. I mean, I would, I would like, I buy that. <laughs> I hope you all are hearing what I'm hearing because this, what he just said didn't make sense to me. Like, I don't like real animals that talk in movies. And I bring up The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is a Christian film based right. on C.S. Lewis. But it's not a real lion. Chronicles of Narnia. But it is in the book. So, and it's re- there are lions in real life. So, what are you? I don't understand what your point you're making. In the movie, it's a computer like generated Do- lion. So they, so are they in Doctor Doolittle? What's your point? <laughs> I'm so confused right your now. Your point is way out. Wait, you're okay. Anyway, you're well, we're gonna move on. But Balaam's Donkey, great story, comes out of the Book of Numbers. Yeah, Book of Numbers is kind of a boring book overall. Until then. But that's one of the great stories yeah. that comes out of uh, the Book of Numbers. People will think you're whacked out in our culture and crazy <laughs> if you start talking about that story. That's true. Uh, the easiest one is actually right at the beginning of the Bible, I, I think. Um, it's 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 a story that I don't think even many, you know, we talked earlier about pastors and, and Christians don't necessarily accept this as biblical truth, so so to speak, more of a moral of the story type of thing, and that would be the creation story, specifically when we talk about how Adam and Eve were created. Mm -hmm. Um, Many, many Christians, at least, will accept that God created, maybe in six days, maybe not, but um, I've talked to many a Christian and certainly many non-believers who have no belief that God created, if there was a God, that he created human beings literally with his hands. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard for us to get our brain wrapped around that the God of the universe would even do that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's weird because the creation story, I mean, it, it's it's where everything starts, and yet even pastors don't b- believe or buy into the whole creation, you know, event, um, the way Scripture lays it out. I think it's really important for us as believers to to believe in the creation story. It is it is a crucial linchpin part of our history but also God's history he created us with his bare hands he breathed the breath of life into yeah. us that is not meant to be fiction that is meant to be truth absolute truth that the spark of life that we carry inside of all of us comes from God himself it does not come from any other source it is specifically and only from God and that is it's too bad that people don't believe that anymore because i mean really that it's that, become an object of debate, mm-hmm. right? And um, and, and argument, and I mean, so we we've taken sides, we've drawn lines, but even even in uh, the pastor's world, um, this is a interview question. If you're coming to Herm Nas anyway, and you're you're being <laughs> I gotta interviewed, ask this. Um, we're going to ask you wh- where do you stand with creation? I mean, that that that's one of the one of the things we at least talk about, and um, you know, we're looking for a children's pastor here at Herm Nas, and you know that. That is uh, that one can't didn't didn't pass that that question early mm-hmm. on. This is like I don't know months ago, but um, it's like uh, yeah, no, creation's legit, so it's real. Yeah, don't <laughs> add to it, don't take away from it. So next one, I think that uh, many uh, <laughs> many non Christians for sure, but even I'm sure Christians have a hard time. Jews probably have a hard time with this too. The idea of lifespan and for human beings and how it's changed. So before Noah, lifespans were <laughs> almost thousands of years. Yeah, I mean, pretty long, close to thousands of years. Methuselah lived well into his 900s, um, according to the scripture. So, you know, there's lots of... Oh, he did not. 
There's right? lo- that's, that's what we get, right? There's lots of theories. Nobody lives that long. There's lots of theories as to why that is that, you know, they counted days differently and this, that, and the other. I mean, there's lots of excuses as to how that happens. But what can never be explained is that the Scripture literally says that God changed the hum- human lifespan to 120 years, mm-hmm. which... I don't know any human beings that have lived, at least in my lifetime, past 120. Oh. I've heard of one in hundred and teens, you know, getting pretty close to that 120 mark, but I have never heard in my lifetime of an adult human making it past 120 years. And so, yeah, I don't if, think so. If, if the days changed, like how they count days or how they measure days or whatever, because, I mean, we, through all of human history, we've measured days by sun and moon. So, I mean, that's, you know, day, night. I mean, that's that's how we measure days. Um, may not be necessarily how we've measured calendar, but, I mean, that's how we've measured days. Um, the lifespan of humans went from being very, very large to then God punishing humans by saying it's only going to be 120 day, 20 years from now on. Right. So, if you don't believe that, then, I mean, why did God do that and explain that? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's a whole lesson right that's a whole lesson right there but culturally you know we're all about expanding life making life last as long as we can and you know the, the whole fountain of youth um, you know kinda, doesn't exist sorry thing. yeah sorry um, but there is an end I mean God puts an end to us there's a start to us and there is an end to us and it's not necessarily a death date right everybody's concerned about well when am I gonna die well you're gonna die before you're 120 I mean that's right so sure but there's even, yeah, that's a theology thing. But that's uh, that's something that's not believing in our culture. Yeah, uh, let's freeze ourselves for the next three hundred years until science catches up. Disney. Science is not catching up. Walt right? Disney. <laughs> yeah, science is not catching up. Okay, so Elvis is dead. I mean, he's not <laughs> anywhere. Is Tupac dead? Uh, yes, everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. Um, okay, Tupac. next one. Uh, so there, there are the stories, not stories. Uh, the uh, the accounts of the plagues that were sent uh, to right. to Egypt in the time of Moses, Moses. right, mm-hmm. and Pharaoh. And uh, one of the things that is, at least from my research, one of the things that culture has a real hard time with in the plagues, they can see, you know, the frogs, they can see the, the locusts. Um, one thing they cannot accept, Nile River turning to blood. Mm-hmm. There's no way that took place. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not... Physically possible for that to have happened, um, the way it's described in Scripture. Right, right. Because scientifically, there is the red tide, and you know, I mean, it does. I mean, that that's a real thing. There, there's a book. I can't remember the name of the book, but there's a book about the Exodus, and it goes through each plague, and it it talks about. And maybe if you if you're watching, if you you've got this book. Some of you Bible people out there. Um, I've got it somewhere in my in my library, and I I actually was looking yesterday through my books, and I, I didn't see it. But um, so maybe I gave it to you. If I did, give it back. Um, anyway, it it goes through and talks about each plague, and how it can be proven, or how culture tries to prove it scientifically. On well, this is why this happened, and this is why this happened, and this is why this happened. And you know, with the with the Nile, I mean, it comes right down to the red tide. I mean, basically every time. Because it happens. I mean, it happens on our Oregon coast. I mean, um, it just happens. But it's not the same. No, and and you can tell the difference between a red tide and blood. Like those are not the same thing. They don't look the same. Yeah. It's 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 just not the same. So 
again. Can you, can you imagine swimming in that though? That's gross. Whew. I'm sure they didn't go in the water um, at all, um, and especially Jews because they did not like blood at all. Well, they didn't like the water either. But yeah. yeah. Well, and and here's the thing: when it comes to the the these sorts of happenstances, and we can add into this the parting of the Red Sea would be another story from Moses's time that I think people have a real hard t- time believing. I've seen watch, I've watched lots of like National Geographic and History Channel type um, documentaries about trying to figure out whether they crossed here or they crossed there, and you know this, that, and the other. Um, the reality is, it, it doesn't really matter where they crossed. It doesn't matter how God did it, but God did it. It was not a natural occurring phenomenon. It's not something that just happened. Yeah, God did regularly. it regularly. And they crossed. And this, people died. Yeah. This is and people lived. This was a thing that God did. Same thing with the, the Nile River turning blood. It was something that God did. It's not something that could ever happen again. It was a one time occurrence that God made happen. Right. To prove a point. Right. It was God and, proving a point to Pharaoh. And and the thing I love about the stories that are that are real that have absolutes to them, that there's the main part of the story and then there's the precursor to the story. Hmm. Like like in the Moses thing, there was the pillar, you know, of uh, a fire by day, you know, uh, or by 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 night. I mean, th- there's like more to that story that well, well, the manna from heaven is another part. I mean, that's the whole Jews leaving Egypt Huge. story is is very unbelievable from start to finish. I mean, there's lots of parts: the burning bush, the manna, the pillar of fire, <laughs> like God's the, finger writing in stone. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, so this is just like one part. So we talk talk Moses. I mean, if Moses is just a character, then these are just good children's Bible stories. Well, I mean, even even down to his staff turning into a snake, like right, that scares Pharaoh. I mean, that's right. <laughs> So I'm just there's I mean, lots of parts of that story that don't sound believable, but the fact is, yes, they do make a really good Hollywood movie. I mean, that's why that that story's been told multiple times through movie form. I just want hair like Moses, like <laughs> like how it's you know depicted. I love how Charlton Heston goes up on the mountain as a young guy and then comes, comes down back. old and with but, a tan. But the reality was, he was like in his 40s anyway, so he's probably graying already to begin with. So so it's, you gray at 40, but you live to be 900. I mean, go figure. Yeah. Um. The next one would be Noah's Ark and the Flood. Um, I've heard lots and lots of commentary about Noah's Ark and the Flood from both cultural people and from people in the church. Um, On both sides, uh, you know, the whole idea of the animals coming into the Ark two by two without being like led. They just kind of did it on their own, um, which is not really true. I mean, God led them there. That was God doing that again, like the Nile um, turning to blood. But I've heard lots of things that th- that's not possible. There's there's no way. And there was never a flood across the entire world. Coming from the same people that believe that Pangea happened and our co- all of our landmass was one big landmass and then separated right. into pieces. Right. <laughs> right. You know, the, and the thing about that story too is that it's a good children's story. It is. I mean, it's it's one that you're taught at a very young age, but when you become an adult, you don't believe it. And and there is so much to the story of Noah that um, if we if we don't recognize that this is a real story, then I mean we're we're not gonna see some of the blessings of the Lord in our lives because part of that story dealt with death mm-hmm. and, and how how God um, he's like I'm done with these humanites these little critters I made we're starting this baby over 
Well, and, and he could have just said, I'm done. Like, he, started he completely from scratch. He could, but it, there again, he didn't give up on us. It's it's a story of mercy and grace. And a rainbow. You're going there? <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on on that. Um, no, the rainbow was no, from God. The rainbow was from God. Right. No, I think... And, and it, it's a it, promise. And here's the thing. I, I've talked to a, a geoscientist. He worked... I don't know if he still does. He probably is retired by now. But um, he worked for a natural gas company in Illinois when I was growing up. He went to our church. And he's a scientist. And he was... he. <laughs> this is his like big thing. This and dinosaurs. I think I've talked about him before <laughs> yeah. with the dinosaur conversation. But... Um, he he said, if you look at, for instance, the painted deserts, like down in New Mexico and Arizona, um, South Dakota, uh, you look at those painted deserts, the layers of sediment that happened, that doesn't happen on accident. That doesn't right. happen just naturally. It's not a naturally, naturally occurring phenomenon. In order for that to happen, you have to have a large body of water over that and sediment laying on top of each other to, to make those layers. Um, that's the kind of rock it is. It's it's like cement, essentially. You know, it's, it's, so he's like, the only way that takes place, and only the way you have those gashes in the in the the rock formations and stuff, is because of water, strong moving current water. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, these are tall structures, right? I mean, it would take a lot of water to cover that. Well, how would that happen? A flood that went across the entire planet. That's how. Yeah, and, and it, it's it's just mind-boggling that as Christians, I mean, that's like, that story is like foundational in our faith. It should be. You know, you, you've got to believe in the flood. I mean, it, it happened. I mean, it's it's a story that is unlike any other story in the Bible. Um, and yet, we don't have enough faith that God God did that. And, and I don't know where that changes from childhood to, you know, teenage years to adult when we stop believing that this is a absolute story of God. Um, but I think what breaks my heart in the whole story is that um, church leaders and uh, even uh, some of the young buck pastors that, that are coming out of our seminaries and schools um, don't believe the whole truth to this story. Hmm. Um, and and if you don't believe that, that I mean, because I, honestly, it's a story where God, he did give us, like you said, the grace and the mercy. He didn't just give up on us. Um, there's one more chance, right? There's one more chance for, for you to populate the world, one more chance for my people to love me, one more chance for the kingdom of God to grow. And I mean, that's part of the story. Now, that's just a part of it. But man, that's foundational. Well, and and he makes a promise with the rainbow at the end that he's never going to do this again. Done. Like it will never happen again. Now that doesn't mean that there weren't floods. I mean, did you see the four rainbows over Hermiston the other day? No. Oh, there was four. I was driving home. I live out in the country, driving home, and there was four rainbows, four different places. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was. I've never seen that before. But I mean, great. the other reality of that story, which is interesting, this has nothing to do with the ark itself, but it didn't take long for t- <laughs> humanity to screw up again right after the <laughs> flood. I mean. Well, you have true. you have Noah getting drunk and screwing up very quickly after the flood, which just shows who humanity is. We're broken. We're right. broken, broken people. Anyway, right. all right. Next one: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego oh. story. Oh, it's man, one of my favorite. Hot. Honestly, this is one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible. They're like and again, when we say story, we mean a real thing that happened. Um, it's they're, they're they're smoking hot. So first of all, they they You're not laughing at any of these. I'm no. like I'm like throwing them out there. You're no. just like tracked. 
one one track there. I am. Now uh, they are puma hot. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> they they come into into Babylon with n- different names, right? Mm-hmm. And and King Nebuchadnezzar gives them new names, which was a which was a habit that was not like that was a, a thing that they did um, when they became servants of the king. Um, so they get Babylonian names: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they, with their friend Daniel, they refuse to follow the eating rules. They, they, they refuse to eat the things that they were being given, even though they were in a good place within the king's court. And, uh, and then they get thrown in the fire for disobeying. Have you ever refused to eat your wife's cooking? Yes. It got me in trouble. Okay. That's what I to see. Go yeah. ahead. Apricots on, peach, on pork chops. Well, that actually sounds kind of good. Yeah. You would think that. Yeah. I don't want like applesauce is the only fruit that I'll put on pork chops. The apricots were cooked. Uh, it was like jelly-ish stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, because we have an apricot tree, so yeah, it's good. Anyway, yeah. Don't don't defend Sorry. her. Sorry. Anyway, good job, Claudia. So you can make me some. So these guys go in the fire, and this is the second time I believe in scripture where you have a fire that doesn't go out, and that it. it something miraculous happens in the midst of the fire and that is these guys are standing up walking around in the fire and they've they've made it so hot that the guys that are trying to heat it up the guy or the guys who throw them in rather they die right and so the guys in the fire don't die but the guys that threw them into the fire die yeah and one of the absolutes to that is that when you turn the fire up it does get hot and it gets hotter right but there's people that believe well no it it couldn't have done that because it couldn't have been too hot cuz they they were alive inside the furnace and something else had to kill these guys that threw them in. These, you know, the guards. But really? this is this no. is what this is what this furnace was for was to kill right. people with. <laughs> so right. This is the this is their incinerator. This is the cremation here. Um, and so they're walking around, and then the most miraculous thing happens in the story, which no one will ever accept, is that there's a fourth person that shows up walking around in the yeah. fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who Bible scholars believe these days is Jesus Himself. Correct. Um, walking around with them now, recognize Jesus hasn't been born. It's over a thousand years till Jesus is born, and here's Jesus walking in the fire with these three guys. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And it, again, it's it, a story that literally happened. This is not meant to be historical fiction. Yeah, and yet we question. It, it, I think we even retell the story as if it's like not absolute. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's I mean, how do we uh, I mean, from our perspective, like being after the story, we look back on it. We know the details. We read the story. We read, you know, people's interpretations. We read the theologians. We read the books. And yet when we tell the story, it still sounds like story time. It just doesn't sound like it it can be true. And yet when you watch our TV shows and our movies, um, we see people on fire all the time. Right. And I mean. I think a lot of our shows we see people running, through, you know, they're all burning, and yet they get fire gets put out, and they and they live through it, but you know sometimes not. But yeah. Anyway, all real, right. real, real, real. So okay. to to close us out, we brought up Jesus Ooh. with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, and I would just say also Daniel in the lion's den is another story. We don't have time to touch on it today, but well, Daniel, I, I'd say Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale is another one. Huge. There's a lot of stories. The Nephilim yeah. is another one that yeah. we could talk about. Superheroes. Yeah. How about basically. Jesus on the cross? Okay, we're gonna, we're get, we're getting there. So oh, slow your roll. Okay, sorry. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna finish talking about three things specifically with Jesus that culture and again even some Christians will not accept as true. 
more of just a story. First part is the virgin birth. Yeah. The incarnation huge. of Jesus. And that that is a big deal. Like you I don't I don't mean to be offensive, but this is probably going to come across as offensive to some of you um, who are call yourself Christian, you go to church. If you do not believe in the incarnation of Jesus, if you do not believe in the virgin birth, you do not believe the right things. Like that is very, very foundational to who we are as Christians. That is a big thing. Like that's like the that's the bottom. Like you got to believe that about Jesus. It, it yeah. it's crucial to believe that he was born of a virgin, and that again is meant to be truth, not a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want me to say about that one? <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> not not really. <laughs> um, I mean, I I got a whole list of stuff I could say about it. Um, just. It kind of speaks for itself on that one. I mean, the virgin birth is important. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even debated. I mean, that, I think that's the that's the sad thing because scientifically we know you're not pregnant unless you you know you have sex, and we know scientifically that's not even true anymore, right? I mean, there's there's all kinds of infertile things that happen and um, different ways to become pregnant other than having having sex. Not the way Jesus came into the world, though. Yeah, I mean, it was it was this virgin birth, and you know, I I, w- I don't know. Have you asked your students lately how if they believe in the virgin birth? We've talked about it. I don't know if I've asked that specific question that way, but so so I've been interested. more of I'm, I've been teaching them that that is truth. It is not. It is not up for debate. It's not a question. It is a true statement. I would be interested in just asking them, just point blank. It's like, do you believe in the virgin birth? Why or why not? And and, and it's not to open up for debate, but I think. I think what we would hear is both sides of the fence, but one side of the fence would be packed full of a lot more people. Mm. All right, next one. Uh, Jesus's resurrecting of three people. We always talk about Lazarus in the church, but we forget that he actually resurrected three people. Mm -hmm. Um, So the widow's son, Jairus's daughter, and Lazarus. Um, And here's the thing that I think is really important about this. Before Jesus, there was no one doing that. That was not something that was, again, a natural occurring thing. That didn't happen. So it would be very easy for people to say, well, that didn't happen because it doesn't happen. Like, people don't just rise from the dead. That's not a real thing. But here's, here's the truth. Jesus did that. The Scripture is very clear that Jesus did that in those three separate occasions. Um, along with all the other miracles, the myriad of miracles that right. he did. Um, he was a little busy. He was a little busy. But I, again, it's very important as Christians to to believe and have faith in something that you don't understand. This is something you cannot un- possibly understand as a human being. But Jesus, because he was fully God and fully man simultaneously, he was capable of resurrecting people from the dead. And he's going to do it again. I mean, again, second point pretty much speaks for itself. But cool stories. Uh, I think all of them are in Luke, and then the two other ones, two of them are in other stories within or other uh, gospels rather. But uh, but I think all three of them are in, are found in Luke. Um, last one, the most important one, the most debated, and really this is the linchpin of why people either choose to be a Christian or choose not to be a Christian. Jesus rose from the dead. There are very few people that I've ever come come in contact with that don't believe that Jesus existed. 
very, very few people believe don't believe that. Um, because that's pretty stupid. Because Josephus, who is not a Christian, who was a Jew and was a historian, even talked about Jesus. Right. So secular history point. He was he was a real person. Like there's there's really no b- debate on that at all. Um, but the Jesus rising from the dead. I mean, the Jews. The reason there is still a Jewish church is because the Jews do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead. They do not believe he was the Messiah that was awaited. Um, this is not meant to be a story. This was not made up. This was not a game. This really happened. Jesus rose from the dead. The tomb was opened on the third day. Yeah. I mean, where do you go with that with culture? I mean, culture, I mean, this flies in the face of culture. Um, you know, we're getting, I mean, we're coming into Easter right here in the next couple months. Yep. Um, and I mean, we're this, almost Ash Wednesday. This story is, is either going to remain a story for you uh, or it's going to become life. Um, and, and I think what, what sticks out to me, I guess, as pastor, um, is I watch and I listen to other pastors and other church leaders that seem to be quickly landing on the, there's other ways he could have saved us. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a real question that's formulating out there. Uh, no, no, that's, that's not what Scripture says. Um, there, there's leaders in, in not just, I mean, our denomination, but in other denominations um, that this kind of flies in the face of like, uh, you know, we want to be all inclusive of everybody in their faith and what they believe, and not everybody believes this. So let's not talk about it. Um, and and that's that better bother us. I mean that that better that better make us sit back and go, no, no, no. We are we are a church that's believing in this, and we are going to talk about it. We're we're not going to just. There's other churches. If you don't want to believe it, there's other churches for you. Uh, we're sorry you feel that way, but as far as we go, this flies in the face of culture and will remain flying in the face of culture. I mean, that's what Christ came for. Uh, he, you know, he didn't come to fly in the face of culture, but he came to save us. Well, um, and, and and the truth is, this defines your faith. I mean, because if does. you're if you're if you're coming to church, if you go to church, whether it's here at Hermnaz or somewhere else, if you go to church and you do not believe Jesus rose from the dead, then why are you going to church? Because that's the foundation. That's a just like the incarnation of Jesus, this is a foundational piece of faith because that's where our hope comes from. That's where our, our faith comes from is that Jesus died and yeah. rose again. Yeah, you know, but yet our culture comes out of tradition a lot of times. We see that at Easter and Christmas, yep. right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's um, from, from the creation story all the way here to the, the end here, um, there are absolutes in the Bible. And yes. and these are these are real things. So again, why are we saying this today? Um, because we've got to know what we believe and stand by that. Uh, we're in a time and culture to where if you don't know what you believe, um, you got to figure it out. Yeah. But when you know what's true and you decide not to believe everything that's true about it, then you need to admit that you're just wrong and and get it right. Um, and don't buy into cultures w- saying, hey. Water it down. I mean, be all inclusive of everybody. Accept everybody. No, Christ. Christ didn't do that. I mean, Christ loved everybody, but he didn't love every sin. He didn't buy into every reason why everybody said, "Hey, coexist." You know, even back in his day. No, no, you don't have to do that. You you stand firm on the word of God, and and the beauty of this, this is where I, this is where I want to wrap it up. It is that um, God is not going to tell us today in two thousand and twenty three. To, to do something or to change something or to think about something 
different than what's already written in the Word. He is not going to change the Word. I mean, it is living Word. It's the final Word. It's the absolute truth. It's the absolute Word. And He's not changing it. Well, and by living, that doesn't mean it changes over time. Because a lot of people will take that phrase, that, is that it's the living Word, and think, well, you know, it's. I mean, they do this with the Constitution in the in this true. country that it changes over it's time. Made to go with the flow. No, that's not that's not the truth of Scripture. Scripture is steadfast. It is something you can put your trust in, just as you can put your trust in God Himself. Yep. So as you're doing dishes today or eating your burrito for lunch, uh, let us know. Put some comments. Unlike in there. us. And uh, yeah, unlike us, uh, put some comments down um, for us. If uh, you're fasting, you shouldn't be eating one. Yeah, that's right. Because now we'll know if you tell us if your burrito's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, also, you know, we haven't, uh, I don't think, made up our mind yet if we're moving the podcast back to... Uh, haven't had anybody say anything. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. But um, anyway, so I guess we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, maybe. Okay. It may come in the future, but yeah. uh, we really do appreciate you all listening and watching. However you find us, uh, there are multiple ways. And we haven't done this in a while, but thank you to Hermnaz Board, Church Board, they've uh, and our church family for allowing us to to do this pretty much every week. I mean, there obviously are some weeks we aren't on, but yep. uh, we do appreciate this opportunity. It's a cool forum for us to talk about stuff that can't necessarily get into on a Sunday morning or even on a Wednesday night with our students. So uh, we appreciate this opportunity to discuss this stuff. Yeah. Ho- and Hopefully you, know, you get something out of it. Yeah, and if, if not, at least we enjoy, I guess, talking to each other. So <laughs> We do. Anyway, we'll see you next week. I don't know, week. you got to get rid of that, that quote, though. That's, that's got to go. Whatever. We'll see you next week on the Morning Burrito Podcast. Oh,